This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. We're this month, right? It's fall, and mm-hmm. there's nothing more we want to crunch on than yeah. apples. And they have organic opal apples, the bright yellow, sweet, and tangy. The magic of the opal apple is that it doesn't get brown when you cut it. Right. So it's also tasty, but you also have a little time so to then do you're, what you're going to do with so it. So then your 10-year-old kid, when you put it in their lunch, isn't like, Dad, it got all gross on me. And so here's the other thing. When you go to Zupan's, that produce department is so beautiful, you're going to see them displayed beautifully amongst a lot of other great fruit and vegetables. Oh, so yeah. that's just that's just the impetus to go in there. I was in uh, Zupan's in Lake Grove over the weekend. My wife sent me out to find lychees. You familiar with these? Are those weird spiny-looking things? It's got mm-hmm. the white fruit. They didn't have lychees, but they had a close cousin, which is called the Rambutan. Mm. And I talked to, uh, yeah. Who knew? But <laughs> Kelly, the produce manager at that location, was like, no, these are the Rambutan. And he cut one open and showed me. And I was able, because my, my wife was making this special Halloween drink. Was that, she okay with it when she you went, came no, back with per, that? The idea was, because that, that white flesh, you, you stick a blueberry in it. And in fact, Kelly was the one that says, you stick a blueberry in that, it looks like an eyeball. So there is your Halloween uh, prep I'm right there. I'm just happy for you, because the bane of my marital existence was going to the store and coming home with the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. No, I... So, I made sure, no, with Kelly at, in the produce department, he says, no, this is their close cousin. It's, it does the exact same thing, tastes pretty similar, and I got a big stack of them. There it is, Zupan's the marriage savers. Yeah. Uh, also, while you're at Zupan's, you might want to check this out. I know I actually have to check it out for my 10-year-old. Macaroni and cheese, everybody's favorite comfort food, now with some pizzazz. Uh, yeah. Hatch chilies, smoked gouda, white cheddar, and classic cheddar. It's all not just for this. kids anymore. No, no, it's, no. It's an, it's... A pretty well-known... Yes. Everybody's talking about mac and cheese Yeah, everywhere. go get your Zupan's mac and cheese. And the other thing that people are talking about all the time is wine. Yep. And uh, October at Zupan's means you can, look what we just did, take a trip to Italy with this month's featured wines that make a perfect addition to any autumn dinner party. It's a light-bodied white or classic Chianti, which happens to be my favorite red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chianti Classico. Their wines this month will delight palates of all kinds and pair wonderfully with Zupan's marinara and pasta or crusty baguette with Zupan's balsamic vinegar and olive oil. All good stuff. Yep. Be sure to check out three locations on McAdam, Lake Grove, and of course, West Burnside, and always Zupan's.com. Once again, for Portland's Food Scene Podcast, it's right at the fork with your host, Chris Angeles from Portland Food Adventures. And thank you for saying that, Court. You're welcome. And Court Johnson mm-hmm. from Kink.fm. Yes. And Life. Yes. I, I <laughs> you am, have a life outside I, of this. I, I do. I, I do. I'm Court how's, Johnson how's from Life. How's Life lately? I haven't life's, seen you for a while. Life's, We've been... life's good. It's busy. The girls are back into uh, full school and dance mode. And uh, and that keeps you very keeps busy. keeps me super busy. Oh, yeah. And then the station's keeping you busy. You've oh, got yeah. a lot going on with uh, with Alpha. Kink, kink is uh, as busy as ever. So, they, But it's good times. It's good times. Yeah. Can't complain. It's good that when you're busy. It is. I've been kind of busy, too. So I was away. We did the wonderful trip to Sicily and yep. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Those were great. We have one coming up in uh, April that we hope people take a look at. That's Australia. Totally special trip. Yeah. With Nolan Hurdy from, we've had him on the podcast, from yes. Proud Mary. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. This guy is beloved in Melbourne. People respect him because of Proud Mary over there. Yeah. 
And they're going to be treating him like a VIP when we go to some great restaurants and coffee shops and bars. And so, therefore, those of us who are going with him will be treated like a VIP. Like you would not normally be treated if you just went to Melbourne on your own. That's the advantage of these kind of trips that you put together is you've got insight. You've got inside not information, what well, kind of inside information, but you got the inside relationships so that you get taken care of in a way you, you wouldn't. Here's what I say with all conviction because people can say anything. Yeah. But no, on every one of our trips, you could not have the experiences that right. are, are available that we give if you planned it on your own. Yeah. Even if you went to the same restaurants, yeah. it's not going to be the same. So it's pretty cool. We also have something in Portland, November 5th. At um, at Olympia Oyster Bar, mm-hmm. we're bringing Mike Mike Aldridge from Salmonberry Saloon, who's just an awesome guy. Used to cook at Urban Farmer and Headwaters, and uh, way back even at the Heathman, I believe. Yeah, um, and he's brought a talent to the coast that that the coast hasn't seen in a long time. So we're bringing him back into Portland so people can experience some of his food along with. Maylene Chavez, who we have to have back in the podcast because the last time we had her on the podcast. She was not, the restaurant wasn't in the iteration it is now, which is just hers. Oh, okay. So we want to have that. And she's just really special. I enjoyed a lot of her stuff over the summer. So there's that. PortlandFoodAdventures.com is where you can go and get all the information thank for, you. for both of those. Thank you, Court. And yeah. who do we have on the podcast today? Oh, today, this was a, this is this is our first time where we actually had a guest come in with, with a uh, dog friend. Yeah. And it was completely- Something I can't do. It was completely allowed. Yeah. We had Karina, uh, Karina Comer. Right. From, from Karina's Bakery. Yeah. In uh, Beaverton. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's got a vegan bakery over there. You'll hear the whole story now. Yeah. We don't need to recount it all. Um, site challenged. So I thought a compelling story of someone young who- Overcomes a lot of challenges and decides to start a bakery. The the fact that she is she's twenty six years old. She'll she'll talk about that. The fact that she's twenty six year old and she's a small business owner to me is just admirable on its own. Right, and then and then you you throw in a bakery. It's a vegan bakery, so there's those. And then that she does have some site challenges. Well, and and then on top of that, that she wants to go beyond that and help other people. Yeah. Uh, get jobs who otherwise might have a tough time getting a job. So yeah. she's taken her own challenges and said, look, this is these are the things that are out there that exist for people, yeah. and I'm going to do what I can. So that's a lot, that's a lot to bite off, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Pun intended, Pun maybe. intended, but yes, yeah, I, think, I think you did intend it. So, uh, but that's, I really didn't mean it when it was coming out, but that's a lot to bite off for a young person Really overcoming a lot and doing a lot. I yeah. I don't know about you, man, but twenty six. I I'm, oh yeah, no, I, I, I was still I trying didn't. to figure it out. Right. And Do I have to work beyond twenty six? Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's a uh, very um, compelling interview. I think I generally think our interviews are compelling, but this one is especially interesting to listen to. Yeah, and it uh, for me, it's super exciting. Her being out on the west side, out in Beaverton, it's a, another place that I get to go go visit now. A, right. a vegan bakery. It's easier which, for you. You have, you have no excuse. No, I have zero excuse because it, it's in the same neck of the woods. It's not too far from Big's Chicken. Right. The new location. It's right in the, like. So Pe- it's almost Beaverton. right downtown, right? Be- yeah. Beaverton is where it's at. Right. It's at more and more. Yeah. It's happening in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. And one of the things happening is Karina's Bakery. Year two starts now. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. 
For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more, with delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupans on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove, and at Zupans.com. Eat well, put taste first, love your food. Ringside Steakhouse. Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard in Portland for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks in Portland, their world-famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late-night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com and by San Pellegrino. Iconic, fresh, sparkling water with an extraordinary Italian heritage. It's a great, refreshing way to enhance any dining experience. Ask for San Pellegrino by name the next time you're having a great meal. Ever since its foundation in 1899, San Pellegrino has been a premium brand synonymous with style. Try it with your next meal and enjoy the difference San Pellegrino can make. So thanks for coming in. Sure, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. So you're preferring not hearing yourself in the... I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. You try it. Try it one way or the other. Do a test. What okay. do you think? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. It, it's a little different than just having a conversation. Yep. It makes it a little... It, ma- it feels like it's a little more important. <laughs> totally. For me. So um, so I was able to read a little of... Yeah, you have quite a bit of information on your website. Yeah. It's pretty easy... And the w- the website is because so I don't get it wrong, so people know right up front. Where sure, it's uh, karinasbakery dot com. That was easy, you know, and no apostrophes, right? Right, Just, Karina with a C, and right, that's it, right yep. in there. So what I saw was um, it's a really interesting story, and of course I'm going to key on the fact that you've got Connecticut roots. Yes, going in there. <laughs> so whereabouts? Uh, Farmington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up, up the road a bit. So yes. I, I came from Guilford. Yeah. Down on the sand. So. And I spent a lot of time at the shore, too, so in Niantic. So, uh, yeah, That's, I know Guilford. And and you just said the key word. Everybody there refers to it as the shore. Yeah. And now that I live in Manzanita, I had a, one of my best friends said, you must be glad, glad to be back at the shore. And it was my first inclination was to correct him. Because <laughs> it is the shore, but we call it the coast. Yeah. A little different here. Right. So... Um, yeah, the shore is much quieter in Connecticut. It's not well. The... It's a Long Island Sound. It's exactly. just this little bit. There's yeah. never a loud roar. It's no, just a, <laughs> it's just a. Yep. A little bit of that. So, um, and so, when did you find your way out here? Uh, so I first came out in 2010 uh, to go to a friend's graduation who I'd met through uh, some medical treatments that I had had, and uh, when I visited her, I just loved Oregon and loved the transportation, the food scene. And so I made my parents come back that fall and did an internship uh, the following year. And uh, the internship wasn't the greatest, but the experience of being the or- here the was... Oregon experience. Yeah. You're not the first one to no, I know. <laughs> come here. And, you know, I had the same, uh, same sensation mm-hmm. where you come here. And also there's the weather mm-hmm. thing, which people sometimes complain about here but no it's nothing, nothing. <laughs> especially, especially up around farmington oh yeah it gets a little 
my uh, my family's in town because we just had our first anniversary for the storefront, and uh, so they're complaining that they have to go back home to freezing temperatures. So, well, not quite yet, but in <laughs> no, January and February, it's is it really cold now? Already? Yeah, unusually cold. Oh but, man, yeah. Stay away. I stay away from Facebook, and I don't know what's going on with my friends. <laughs> I know <right>? me either. <laughs> um, so, let's. Can you just as a base? Um, and I want to. I, I would imagine you don't want to focus on some of your challenges, but as a base, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your medical history and. Sure, it's all part of the story. Yes. Uh, so when I was nine months old, I had was diagnosed with a, a astrocytoma, brain tumor. Uh, and so I had surgery to remove that and complications of that made me lose about three quarters of my vision. So I'm completely blind in my left eye and then uh, I have no peripheral or depth vision and limited field in my right eye. Um, and so then I've also had two brain tumors since, uh, Mm. so far last three years have been clear, but, uh, you never know. And, uh, but because of all of that, they came to love baking with my mom, even though I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to be on a diet and all that, but, uh, just, <laughs> we all were, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but at the age of five, uh, you know, it was even harder. And so, um, I was, I was yeah. back in the sixties, I was fed a lot of yogurt, yes. which was the diet idea. Then half Cottage a yogurt, yogurt and half yeah. a banana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I had a lot of that. Meanwhile, my brother got to eat whatever you want. And so, um, yeah, I got kind of rebelled in the kitchen, I think, learning the family recipes and uh, then just became to love baking and the way that I could give something to somebody else that I had put my hard work into um, and learning family secrets, recipes, um, and other stories within tied within the food. Um, and so my mom and I would make thousands and thousands of Christmas cookies, uh, and give those away to friends as well as just other things throughout the year. Uh, and then once I, I had radiation treatment in Boston in 2000, which is how I met my friend from out here. Uh, and the treatment I got there and the, and the kindness from doctors as well as strangers, uh, had this whole fourth grade class give me toys uh, just out of the blue like I didn't know them uh, and so that kind of encouraged me to give back to other people in the way that I was given to uh, so I raised over the course of 10 summers raised $20,000 that I brought to brought, bought gifts with uh, and brought to Mass General Hospital in Boston um, so that kind of you know, increased my baking entrepreneurial skills uh, and eventually I went to pastry school um, which Everybody, you know, thought I shouldn't do or whatever, but um, and was that because they thought it would be just really hard without yeah. sight? Yeah, and I think there's a certain stigma that you know somebody who's visually challenged shouldn't be in a physical job, uh, especially I mean, with heat elements. Exactly. I would yeah. So I mean, seventy percent of of blind people don't find jobs. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, never mind a physical job. Uh, so yeah, I think that was a big reason that people, especially my peers, you know, and so what was going on in your mind that said, that's not a factor for me. I can tackle this. (laughs) Well, I do come from a very driven family. Uh, both my parents uh, have or have or had businesses, uh, family businesses and my grandfathers were both very 
pioneering. Uh, they both came over from Sweden and Ireland uh, and eventually started their own businesses. Um, my mom's dad worked in, he was in the army. Um, so he, he, he's a no nonsense. You got to keep going kind of person. Um, and so there, that was just part of my upbringing that you just, you got to find a way. Um, and did you have, yeah. did you have a, a game plan for doing that? It's, it's one thing to say, I'm going to mm. find a way, but you eventually have to find the way. Right. And so what was the game plan for being able to cook with, uh, your site challenges? Um, I don't know if I had a strict game plan. It was just, you know, I had a culinary teacher in high school that, uh, was very kind and, and forgiving in terms of he let me kind of figure out my own way how I had to do something. Uh, he was happy to repeat something or privately teach me uh, if I didn't understand what he was saying. And so um, I think I took that certainly with me in culinary school. I was much more of an introvert there, but um, was, I think, able to make my own learning style uh, even if I, you know, I'm still a home style baker. I don't do fancy cakes uh, or anything like that. But in terms of the science of it, um, I was able to get it down. Uh, did I have a plan of how I was going to get to the dream of owning a bakery? Probably not. Probably it was just thought I would uh, exit college, get a job somewhere and, and work my way up. But but still, Pretty in order to get it. to owning a bakery, you have to make cookies and cakes, right. and you have to measure, and yes. you have to, you know, deal with ovens and yeah. so forth. So how? Well, how that do, had been kind of bred into me from the beginning. I mean, my mom I, is very cautious, and so I know she was scared in the beginning. But I mean, I had my hands in dough from, like I said, the age of five, and. Uh, I'm always touching what I'm making. And so I can feel when the cup is level or now I use scales that are large print and talk to me. So I know how much I'm weighing. Um, yeah, the digital world must be yeah. very helpful. The, so yes. Somewhat. Yeah. Well, 30 years ago, yeah. they wouldn't have had a scale that would talk to oh, me. Oh, definitely. Yes. So, yeah. uh, or 20 or even 10. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. not long. So that's gotta be very helpful. Definitely. Um, and yeah, ovens, I guess I just sort of, learned where the correct buttons were and um, where, to, where to turn it or yeah and, and, when and you then you the get click, a sense of yeah. when you need to turn something and by feel everything is by feel for me mm -hmm. um so yeah so what's your favorite thing what is your favorite thing to bake and Ooh. what what is your so if you were to have uh you know the food channel one, <laughs> one of the food tv shows come in and you had to serve to impress what sure. would you serve Hmm. Um, to impress, I would say a Swedish torta, which is, it's sort of like a strawberry shortcake, but with meringue in it. Um, and mm -hmm. you can do all sorts of flavors. So it's cake, meringue, uh, some sort of creamy, like whipped cream part and a fruit component. So, and you, you're about to celebrate your one year anniversary. We just did this weekend. You just did this. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm it's nice that we coincide with that. Yeah. And this is going to run a couple of days after we're recording. So cool. great. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, so uh, in the first year, have you accomplished what you thought you were going to accomplish? And have you had any, has it been all about the bakery? Have you been able <laughs> to lead a personal life? Um, 
it's been much slower growth than I had anticipated, especially since I had the business for a couple of years before, just part time um, while I tried to find other jobs. Um, and so I had done farmers markets and I felt like I had tested things out enough and, you know, gone through enough failures and all that. But uh, opening a storefront is a whole different issue. And uh, you de- never know if you've picked the right location until you get there. And so even today, I still find people that say, oh, we still don't didn't know this whole building was here. And so um, that's a, a challenge. But we've also gratified a lot of people's lives um, with having a vegan bakery in Beaverton and uh, having our mission that we do. Um, we've impacted a lot of people that way. Uh, as for a personal life, can't say I have too much. Uh, I try to take some time to be with my guide dog and, and for myself, but, uh, we're only closed one day a week, so that doesn't provide a lot of time. You're pretty busy. And what made you go the vegan route? Uh, so I've been pretty much vegan for seven years. Um, I do eat a little fish, but otherwise follow the vegan lifestyle. And, uh, it was for a health reason but it's become all of the reasons that people go vegan whether it's uh environment uh ethics um and then the health reasons so uh yeah it totally attached to the community around it and uh the all the reasons behind it so have you um i'm guessing is the is the vegan community in the portland area is it Pretty solid. Like, do you know my friend Jeff Reidebach, who's got homegrown smoker? Oh, yes. So, I uh, mean, I wouldn't say I know everybody, you know, or all the big people in the vegan community, but it is, it's tight knit in that people know what if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Um, What's the wrong thing? Well, so for example, when I first opened, I, uh, I decided since, you know, we're part of an apartment building and we're the only vegan business in the, in the among these seven or eight different businesses and um so i was like well people are going to shun us if we don't have dairy milk available for coffee well the opposite was true that as soon as people knew that we had that the the leader of the vegan uh portland vegans group said is this true so you're 95 percent vegan i was like uh Um, so and you know i how'd you feel about that did you were you pissed off at them or were you uh, upset with yourself? Both. It's, I mean, cause I didn't really want to do it, but on the other hand, you got, you're in a business yeah. position, but, uh, I don't feel comfortable steaming that milk myself. And then, you know, my main barista is also vegan. So I didn't want her to have to feel that way. So it's sort of a, you know, it's, yeah, it's one way or the other. You feel weird about it, but so we still get a lot of people who ask, uh, for, or skim milk or whole milk and we have to tell them no we only have non-dairy and then it's a chance of trying to convert them and maybe they'll like it maybe they won't it's but. a challenge mm-hmm. i would imagine it's almost yeah it's it's tough in this world because you've got a lot of people who are passionate about their positions and they want to uh then they call you to the carpet on it yeah obviously right so on the other hand i mean we have a big coffee shop just three blocks away from us right. um, so it's not like they don't have choice um, right and you figure out how to, you figured out how to deal with that more at or first less, it was a yeah. little bit of a challenge and now you say okay well we've got this or you you can go yeah. do that there there are yeah. choices for you oh yeah just not here yeah so um well that's cool so 
Um, is it, uh, how many employees do you have? Is I it have just six. Six? Yeah. Wow. Um, they all work part-time, varying amounts of hours, um, because the other part of my business is that we hire people with disabilities. Um, so having searched for nine months plus for a job myself and not really getting one that stuck until it was with another blind person, um, I, I know what that's like and want to show how we have different kinds of talents that just have to work a little differently to find a place for us. Um, as well as other disabilities. So um, out of the six employees, four of them have disabilities. Uh, three of the four are blind or low vision, and then one is a, has a learning disability. Um, but they all have found their niche. Um, I, one of the, the low vision um, employees is, is great at the cash register. In fact, during our crazy weekend we just had, I had a customer say that this was the best customer service they've ever had and, and the most uh, energetic and upbeat. Um, and that's because my employees are, are grateful to have a job um, and want to work hard at it. And so whatever feedback you give them, they're happy to take um, and try to work at. And yes, there are bad days where they come in and their energy is zapped and you got to work around that and try to find something that's going to work with that time but um, for the most part they, they want to be there and they're great employees. Let's take a minute uh, right here Chris to talk about one of our favorite places to eat Ringside Steakhouse. It's been a favorite for a lot of people for uh, they're celebrating their 75th year next year. Which is awesome. Yeah who else I guess what Huber's maybe in Portland that has been around that long but right no one's been uh, carrying the torch for service as long as uh, ringside steakhouse and as of uh, and very recently also the fish house which unfortunately closed yeah so they were um, if if you haven't heard the story yet they in that space over at Fox Tower the um, the building, the a tenant wanted more space, and the Petersons decided that uh, they didn't have a younger generation that was interested in operating the restaurant business. So they decided to just stick with what they know really well. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't know the fish house well, but they got an offer they couldn't refuse, I guess, for the space. And uh, and now they're they're going to operate the steakhouse solely. The good news here is if you're a big fan of the onion rings, <laughs> it's all about those the have, onion those rings. have always been in both places. And I, I had just this past weekend, I introduced a friend of mine to the onion rings. And if, if, if you've never had the ringside onion rings, you are missing out because they are perfection. I've, I had friends, two sets of friends here last month who enjoyed that, but also the lobster mashed potatoes, oh, which yeah. you could you could still get at Ringside that. Steakhouse. We did that too. And they have the after nine o'clock happy hour mm-hmm. menu, which is just as good as the Fish House is better than the Fish House's uh, happy hour menu too. Yeah. So, and not only that, of course, classic state service and an atmosphere. Did you know? I don't know if you knew this, Court, because. You have to be paying a little bit of attention. Portland Business Journal, Ringside One Best Restaurant in Portland, uh, and a few categories as well. Not only Best Restaurant, but I think Best Service, Best Decor. That might have been it. Oh, I, may, I may be wrong on that, but listeners are certainly welcome to, to call me out. Yes, certainly. Easily the best service in Portland that I've experienced myself. I think so. Is at the steakhouse. It's, so. old, it's old school service. Right. It's, you know, it's... Asking the right questions and knowing what you like when you come in, if mm-hmm. you've been there multiple times. 
So yeah, Ringside Steakhouse over on West Burnside. What's the what, the website is uh... ringsidesteakhouse.com. Yeah, there you go. That easy and that's where you can also go and set up a reservation today. Yeah, and you can do that as individuals or if you have a corporate outing, you're going to impress. Mhm. Right, and so how large how large do you envision this that part of your business becoming? Do you will you branch out outside of your bakery where you're helping other businesses to um, that, that could be a possibility. Maybe I can partner with other organizations that are already trying to do that. So like we have um, a couple of clients who came from Dirk's Counseling uh, that coaches clients uh, to build up sk- any skills they need and then find uh, a job for them within the fields they're looking for. Um, so at some point, maybe I could be like a consultant for them. Uh, my main goal would be, well, to get a, a second bakery to have more opportunities for those employees, as well as to have a gluten, fully gluten-free facility, because that's something we get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. We have several gluten-free things, but they're not going to be celiac friendly because we have an 800 square foot space for shop and baking. So it gets tight, uh, and not, you know, no separate equipment or anything. Um, and so that's the goal. And then uh, in the future, I'd like to have a nonprofit for disabled entrepreneurs to be able to incubate their businesses and get the support they need. That's awesome. Because yeah. that's, um, you know, I have, a, I have a son with Asperger's syndrome. And throughout all the scholastic years, we never knew how mm. that was going to shake out. He had some incredible abilities in the, you know, with computers and video games, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. And um, and he got a real job, which was a long go. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. months and months of frustration. So I'm sure you've felt that type of frustration. Mm-hmm. And when he finally got it, it's it was, for me, the most joyful moment mm-hmm. of my life. That, um, okay, he's going to be uh, dependent on himself. He's going to be able to get through. So it's got to be very gratifying for you because... I would imagine that you were knocked down a little bit, mm-hmm. or quite a bit, as you grew up mm-hmm. and had to overcome that. You had to believe in yourself, and mm-hmm. it's not that easy. It can't be that easy. Every day is a challenge. I mean, every day you get somebody, well, not every day, but a lot. You get people who uh, say, you know, you're blind. Well, why, why are you running this, or why is that person here? They should be, you know, in a phone booth or, you know, something mundane and uh, and i just say well it's because we have we want to be here and we have other other aspirations and talents um and might take us a little longer but we get it done were your was your family real supportive of you did they help lift you up and your friends and who else who else was instrumental in keeping you uh positive oh yeah my family um very close to them and they they support me in whatever I do however they I think when I first uh went to pace school I think they might have been a little bit disappointed that that's the road I chose that is so physical and demanding and even now what did they want you to do did they um something more like business office related um in fact when after I went to pastry school and I had done three internships by then and still wasn't like I finally found a, a job, but I could tell it wasn't really gonna stick, um, and or it wasn't gonna go 
up in it, uh, even though I loved my coworkers and everything. And it happened to be a vegan bakery in Rhode Island, which is uh, Providence is, is more uh, receptive to that than in uh, other places in New England. But still, it seemed uh, unique. But um, so when I felt those vibes, I, was, I decided to go and get my grad degree in business administration, which was more along, along the lines of what uh, I think they was probably the wanted. Yeah. For, um, but it's still, it's still, you know, a lot of people aren't going for graduate degrees. It's still commendable <laughs> in you. anything yeah. that you would, that you would reach for that. Yeah. So. When it happened that in the, towards the end of my uh grad degree is when uh, my brain tumor uh, relapsed and so I had to deal with that in the middle of all of it um, but so I went to a program at Willamette uh, which is a very small entrepreneurial community um, where you can focus on nonprofit, on entrepreneurship or financial aspects of business administration uh, and so that appealed to me um, and just the close-knit of it. And uh, my parents will tell you that I didn't give them much choice of uh, letting me go there. Um, I only looked at schools in Oregon, and uh, that's how I basically moved here. Um, but, you know, once finishing that, uh, I had done an internship where uh, I worked at a place called Ikebox in Salem uh, and built a bakery program for them. They're a... Uh, Nonprofit that has a coffee shop that uh, mentors at-risk youth and young adults. Um, and so when I went there, I kind of felt that picking in the back of my head that I could combine my baking dreams with the social aspect of it uh, and do some good while I was at it. And I think that when I went and tried to find other jobs, it, be, besides the fact that, you know, there's this wall of blindness, um, I think that they just didn't quite meet that expectation and that feeling uh, of belongingness. So do you think that um, was the part of the draw to Oregon that you felt you'd, there'd be more acceptance mm -hmm. and more opportunity here than yeah. there would be in New England? Because I lived in New England. It's <laughs> just not, I can't speak for you and your experience, of course, but I can just say it's not quite as friendly no. as it is in Oregon. Yeah, it's uh, everybody it seems to me in New England and I, I think in the East Coast in general, with the exception of some parts, it's just you're moving through life at a fast pace and um, there isn't much time to think about anybody else. I mean, I had certainly there are people. I but. had neighbors on my street for 15 years that never said hello. <laughs> yeah. I tried. But yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, you don't have that out here. No. Nope. That doesn't happen. Yeah. For the most part. Right. I guess it could. Sure. But it doesn't. So, what are, uh, what are, how did you finance your business? Are there finance, special financing opportunities for, um, for disabled people? So the final thing for disabled, I'm still working on trying to find, seeing if I can eh, get it to help me push to the next level. However, I did get uh, some help from the city of Beaverton for uh, uh, business improvements, uh, projects, and uh, exterior improvement. So that helped a lot. And then uh, my family, thank God, they stepped in and uh, and gave me the money necessarily to start up that storefront and, and keep it going um, for as long as it has until I can get to that profitability point. Have you, and this, I'm not making a suggestion, but just 
thinking you must have customers who've become passionate about what you do. Oh, so yes. is there a way to maybe tap into your customer base to say, hey, listen, I'd like to build a second uh, second location here and, uh, you know, to go the crowdfunding route with those folks? I did. Yeah, that's a, definitely a good idea. I did do a small crowdfunding uh, thing when opening the first storefront. Um, it was a little bit amateur, and then I didn't have quite the audience that I, I do now. I think everybody's and, first, op- first go yeah. at that it would have to be amateur. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I think it definitely deserves a second look to, uh, when it does come time for either the second store or giving this, this push towards the wholesale, um, and packaging stuff that I need, um, that, that, that could be a good avenue. Um, and then I've gotten a lot of help from the Oregon commission for the blind, uh, in financing some of my workers and, uh, giving me the extra little push. Um, so that's been great. Oh, so fantastic. So do you mind my asking your age? I'm 26. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, that you've done so much. So I don't know if you can see it at 26, because, you know, I, I remember not really being able to see <laughs> much past 27 at 26. But can you see um, all the wonderful things that are possible and that are in mm-hmm. front of you? you know, up to 45 or 50. That's a lot of years. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that can happen. Yes. That uh, s- some people only envision either challenges and these are stumbling blocks, but there are also a lot of positive things that can happen in five years, 10 years, mm. 15 years. You, mu- you, you seem like an eternal optimist to me. Yeah. Do you see those um, things? Do you see how big you can build this or just how happy you can be? Sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know, there are definitely little things in the everyday that can and sometimes do get me down. I mean, I'm an emotional person. However, uh, if I didn't, if I let all of that get to me, then I wouldn't do anything. And so right. because seem- of my history, uh, I have to just envision the future uh, and push for as much as I can now because uh, who knows what might happen in the future. And so, yeah, I have those those plans for the nonprofit uh, and then who knows what after that. Um, and and, uh, yeah. and if you don't mind my asking, and you can certainly, this is a podcast, you can say, hey, let's back up. I'm not, sure. But your medical prognosis going forward in the future? As far as I know right now, it's it's good. Um, how, but uh, I was the one in a thousand or something like that to get a benign tumor due to radiation. So, you know. You never know. Um, that's just that's the reason why I I pushed uh, to open this bakery now because my parents said, you know, we've been there. Why don't you wait ten years? And I said, well, look what happened three years ago, and so mm-hmm. um, that kind of sealed it. And so I just try to do what I can now while I'm at my best health and um, best able it to. It puts a premium on every day. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, you wake up every day and. You feel that? So I will we'll cover this in the intro, but um, what is the actual location of the of the bakery? Sure. So our address is 4725 Southwest Lombard Avenue in Beaverton, Suite 108. Uh, we're right across from the big Beaverton post office on 1st Street. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we're yeah, actually technically look on 1st Street. for a landmark for the people who weren't really familiar with yeah. where Lombard Street was. Or uh, we're near the Beaverton Library and Farmer's Market. 
Oh, great. Yeah. What, what, and hours are? Hours were closed Mondays, and then Tuesday to Friday, it's 7 to 6, and Saturday, it's 9 to 6, and Sunday, 9 to 3. Nice. And yeah. you have Instagram and Instagram all those and beautiful Facebook. things? Yeah. So it would be Karina's Bakery on at Karina's Bakery? Yes. Good job <laughs> Thank on <you>. that. <laughs> genius. Yep. No. Well, genius in coming up with it. Um, so what, and what do you have planned for year two? Um, so working on, uh, trying to get into certainly natural grocers because I have people, uh, customers who work there who are excited about the product. Um, and I think it would do well there. And then as well as other wholesale opportunities, uh, to coffee shops. Um, I'd also love to do some consulting with other restaurants to develop recipes for them to have vegan options. Uh, because more than anything, I love recipe testing um so that would be something i would love there's got to be a lot of opportunity there because that's just increasingly more important as vegan opportunities so and i would imagine um there are a lot of chefs who maybe have some familiarity with it or maybe have someone on staff but there are a lot who don't Mm -hmm. who could use some help there yeah so how best would they contact you uh just Hello at com, or they can look at the website um, and contact me through there too. Good. I am. I don't think we've ever had a guest on where I'm pulling for something like that to happen. <laughs> yeah. More than I for, so I'm encouraging anybody who needs the your services. Yeah. That you'd be passionate about it, and it would be you know building that part of the business. And then so they'd be, be part of uh, the Beacon Network. I mean Northwest Veg and and. Um, Happy Cow love to post any restaurants who have any vegan options. Uh, and so you'd be immediately part of that network, too, if you did that. So. And that, that's Happy Cow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I See, I'm not aware of those things. So sure. I tell myself that I'd be much better off in life if I were vegan. But <laughs> it's uh, it's tough to break habits it is. over a long period of time. <laughs> and kind of delicious habits. So, um, so do you... So, when I say that, when I say delicious habits, what do you think of when you think of beef? And is it just... So I'm not as disgusted as some people. It's more when I smell it, which I never thought it would be so impactful uh, until I had a roommate who liked to cook roast chicken and all that. Um, so, yeah, it's more of the smell and, and taste trigger for me. Uh, I mean, there's there's a vegan product out there that is so close to me. I just... I can't do it. Um, there are other products that are, yeah, just a little bit less so, and I can still do it, like the field roast sausages. Homegrown smoker is fine with me. I mean, like I said, I love Jeff. Uh, he's a customer fine. And you know, I went to I high school with him. go so far away from. He's, he's from Connecticut. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't. Maybe oh, yeah. I did at some point, but yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, Darian. Connecticut people. He grew up in Darien. <laughs> we have stories which if people listen to the archives on this, they've heard some of those. Yeah. That go back. So um, that's, uh, that's really cool. So you came to our event at Proud Mary. Yes. You did not send a note saying that no. you were vegan. <laughs> so that's, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm realizing that. And how did that meal go down with you? Because there was some, there was kangaroo. Did yeah. you eat the kangaroo? I did not. You did not eat I the kangaroo. I just ate the fish, um, which I, I knew going in, that's what I was going to do. I was going to fick around. Um, why didn't you just, why didn't you give us a heads up? Because we, we probably you know, could handle it. I didn't think about it. Well, I thought about it, but I was like, eh, I don't want to, you know. 
interfere too much with what they're doing. And since I am open to eating fish, which some people will come at me for, but I don't, don't worry, I don't serve it in anything, you know. Well, that's but right. uh, yeah, so um, yeah, since I do that, uh, I was I was like, eh, not that worried. But next time, definitely will, uh, if anything, just to see what else uh, can be done. So but, my events I call adventures. Yeah. Right. So I don't put out there on any website. Please tell us about your your allergies or your preferences because I feel like it's an adventure. The idea is to eat what the chef wants you to eat. Yeah. But if someone is, um, you know, really wants to, can't eat something or they want to come with someone who wants, they want to enjoy it, we welcome that. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to open the door for, yeah. uh, we have 40 people and 20 different things going on. It's <laughs> not a fixed price menu. Is yeah. it conducive to that? So yeah, yeah. that being said, I appreciate that you wanted to go with the adventure. <laughs> so have you, um, do you... Get out and sample the Portland food world a lot? Um, Not as much as I used to, for sure, but uh, there's still a list of places that I try to check off every once in a while. So what have you checked off lately, and, and what haven't you checked off? Ooh. Um, so my favorite place, I have to say, is Ichiza Kitchen. Um, they're in the old homegrown smoker spot, which I was oh. heartbroken when they moved, but... Now I can't decide which one's better. Um, and they're uh, they're an all vegan Filipino and Asian uh, restaurant. Um, they have awesome dumplings and ramen, um, and always something new. Um, and that's them. That's over in Gusala. Yep. Yeah, Gusala. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sixteenth so, and Jefferson. Right. Yeah. yeah. I actually knew that neighborhood name. That's really, <laughs> I'm, if anything comes it's out of official. this, I did that. So, um, and so where else? Um, and then, let's see. Um, oh, I like Evan Bean. I get the, I go there almost every Monday because it's like my it's one. day off? Yeah, it's my day off. And it's usually like my one hour or two to just get away and not think about work for that much and then I have to go back and finish everything else mm -hmm. but um and uh they have little sample cups I can give to my dog and so he uh practically runs me to there when he knows we're going um and then, so they have lots of vegan options uh at least three every week they change every couple of weeks mm -hmm. uh and they have cool toppings and magic shells so um always something new to find there I have to get there. I've been told to go there by a number of people, <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. So that yeah. will prompt me to actually get there sometime in the next month. All right. I will knock that one off my Sounds list. Sounds good. Where else? Um, and then, let's see, going to more non-vegan places, but they have some vegan options, would be Seasons and Regions um, on Capitol Highway. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. in my neck of the woods. So yeah. you're recommending I get there? I've never got... Oh, I yes. hate to keep talking about myself here, but <laughs> these are places I haven't been. We're uh, going there tonight. Them. It's my family's new spot for when they're in So town. what do we order there? What, what, what should we get? Well, so I usually go for their seasonal specials. So, like, I don't know what I'll get tonight. But um, in the past, I've gotten some awesome salmon pot stickers. Um, Chiapino, um, and then my mom likes to get the dill salmon with shoestring onions, I think. Oh, that sounds yeah. very good. Yeah. And so what haven't you knocked off your list that you need to do? Uh, definitely farm spirit. 
um, the vegan tasting menu mm-hmm. uh, restaurant is is up there. That um, one I've done, and that one I can tell you, you got to do. All that right, you, that you'll enjoy. It's probably for a birthday or something. They'll go there. It's a pretty special occasion. Yeah. Um, I have been to Departure, so that that's also. I was waiting awesome. for that to come up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Gregory does. Gregory Gorday does some pretty incredible things. Yeah. And no matter what you're going there for, they make you feel special and. That's, um, you should yeah. be doing a collaboration with one, some of these folks. That so, would be awesome if, uh, you know, I'm, uh, some of the ones I have tried to reach out to, well, not necessarily the the restaurants. I've tried some bakeries to reach out to, but I'd, I'd love to do anything if uh, I know a few contact, pe- I know a few so. people. All right. So. Um, and Jeff and I, if I can uh, track Jeff down again when or the next time he comes in, uh, love to do a vegan swargus ward. So hopefully that'll happen sometime. Yeah, soon. you should. And then all sorts of things you can do with Jeff. Yeah. Too on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's so. Is that are those things you'd like to do? Yeah. Like definitely collaborations and yeah. That's a, that's a Vegan good marketing. cinnamon roll bake off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good marketing tool. What are some of the other things you do to to market your business? How have you gotten the word out there? Um, we so we've done some special events with the other restaurants in La Scala. Uh, we recently had Oktoberfest. That was. Um, one of the best days we've had. Um, so they closed off the whole block um, and had German folk dancers and a beer tent and some craftsmen. And uh, then we had special items for the occasion. And um, so, yeah, there was a big crowd for that. Do you uh, do the Beaverton's Farmers Beaverton Farmers Market? Not anymore. That's uh, that's what I did preceding opening the store. Um, but uh, we're too close. It would kind of eat each other out. So. Um, but we do, like I said, lots of Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've been on the news a few times and are in the little, uh, Beaverton resource guide. Um, and, uh, we do Beaverton restaurant week to promote restaurants and eating out in Beaverton. Have you had, uh, Molly or Stephanie from channel 12 visit you yet? Uh, we had, uh, Joe. From yeah. Channel Twelve on okay. uh, in December because yeah. I I yeah, I know those those two pretty well. I might be able to help get a All right. get a little visit out there. Awesome, I, I love those two. So, um, what else is what else is happening that you might want to tell us about that I'm not asking? Um, not let's see. You? So it's not firm yet, but uh, we're gonna try to do a partnership with Jackfruit Kitchen, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. Um, but uh, we're. Or shooting for early November to have a pop-up. Jackfruit Kitchen is a all-vegan pop-up. Um, they've done a lot of partnerships with Culmination Brewing. So there's um, a collaboration you have going. Yeah. And where's that going to be and when? Uh, uh, probably at the bakery. We're hoping oh, we it's can... Oh, it's popping up at your place. Oh, yeah. And we're hoping we can kind of extend that into the food hall area because we only have four, uh, 16 seats, with, including the outside tables. So mm-hmm. it's cozy, but... Uh, It'll be delicious. Out, when those outside tables aren't going to be comfortable anymore, what is it, how many does it become in the Twelve. bakery? Twelve. Yeah. So you're only losing a few. Yeah. But she might be able to be creative with how we set it up for that dinner. But um, so, and yeah. Do you have a date for that dinner set up? I think we're doing, we're thinking of Friday, Friday, the November 2nd. Uh, well, that's soon. Yeah. Got to get on it. You can't yeah. be thinking about it. You no. Gotta... We're going to, as soon as I get permission from the landlord to uh, extend it, we're going to. All yeah, right, and so. where would people, so they'd find that on your website? But my website, Jackfruit Kitchen. But it's not there yet. No, 
but okay. I'm going to call her today. Okay, so. so get it up by when if you can get it up by Wednesday. Okay. At least maybe we can drive some people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's That'd be um, awesome. I wish we would have asked you to bring something in. Oh, we did. I did. Oh. <laughs> I was not in the room when that came in. So thank you. You and we, you know, one of the reasons we don't is that sign no food or drink. I know, which is silly for a food podcast. <laughs> yes, I know, but um, we have our reasons. But we've That's okay. It's yeah. it's packaged up so you but can we, enjoy oh, yeah, this it. Is safe. We've enjoyed some really nice things oh, yeah. here. Despite that sign. Yep. So uh, <laughs> and despite us, we've always had a good we we generally always have a good time. Yeah. Uh, here. This was nice. Yeah. I really appreciate Thank you coming you. in. And I'm Thank glad you so we were, much. we're glad, glad we were able to schedule this. Yeah. So, um, oh, and one other thing people should know about is yes. I think we might be the only place that has vegan hala. As of a couple of weeks ago, we started doing that. And um, so, so, help me to uh, be to know when that's going to be around the holidays. That's when people are going to want to know. Oh, that. sure. But we also, so we started uh, um, with Beaverton Bakery closing. I'm trying to incorporate some more things into there. Um, and so, we're working out a bread schedule. So, Holas we make every Friday, um, and of course we'll have more production for the holidays. And we have a whole holiday menu that is uh, available in store, and I'll get it online this week. Um, but yeah, so every Friday it's first come, first serve. But we have it. And what other day do you have schedules? Other days of the week where you have certain things that people yeah. Should so we into? have uh, Swedish rye bread on Tuesdays. Oh, nice. Called Limpa. So is uh-huh. that a really dense? That's very dense. It's rye. pretty dense. It's a uh, half wheat flour and half rye flour, so it's not, you know, so dense. But it, it's yeah, one of the more denser ones, and it has cardamom and fennel in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wednesdays we have gluten-free pumpernickel. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have sourdough on Thursday. And what's your biggest seller? Well, in breads or breads. Um. The challah, I would say, is definitely up there. The okay. cardamom bread that we do on the weekends is is pretty close. Um, that's kind of a signature one. Our cardamom bread slash Scandinavian breakfast buns. Cool. Um, yeah. And, oh, and uh, we also do apple cider donuts on Saturdays now because that's a big thing. They're baked just donuts. I just perked up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, I've, I've been thinking about that because <laughs> going, going into Halloween and yeah. Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you do those so when on, on Saturdays? Saturdays. All right. And Sundays usually unless they sell out. But And um, do they often sell out? Yeah, I've been trying to stagger them a little bit more, but yeah, they they do like to sell out. All right. You got to get into the whole donut mix with those then. All the yeah. donut talk that everybody's <laughs> the, Well, they are baked donuts, so you could get in a whole other debate about whether they're really donuts, but uh, Yeah, well, yeah. are they good? Yes. Okay. That's all matters. <laughs> that's, that's all, all that I matters. care about. <laughs> uh, so we'll wish you a lot of luck in and, year and two, and I want to have you back to hear how all facets of your endeavors are going. Sounds great. In a, in a you know, a little over a year, so yeah. we know how year two went. And by the way, what a well-behaved dog. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he started out a little bit perky, and he's just completely calmed down, and he's looking to you right now for something to eat. Yes, he the, wants the a treat. The tongue is going... <laughs> Right? Yeah, my dog Sutter, he's, uh, I think they gave him to me because I have some vision and uh, I can uh, try to control him or deal with his uh, quirks a little more. So he can be a little crazy at times when we're, when the, the handle comes off and he's not guiding me anymore. How, but, old uh, is he? How old is he? He's three. Oh. So still, still a active puppy age. And always by your side. Yes. Right. So 
I get that because my dog is not always but <laughs> 80, 90 percent. Yeah. He's been with me for 14 years. Oh, so it's like you develop a. That's awesome. A pretty. Yeah. Pretty huge bond. So uh, good luck with Sutter. Thank you. And have fun with him and, and good luck with the business. Thanks okay. so much. Thank you so much. All right. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com.